He's going to help us make it to that last mile. The church is going up. Amen. The church has got something to look forward to. Above and beyond everything else that this world has to offer with all of its so-called riches and glamour and glory and opportunities, amen, to impress one another, amen, but I'm telling you, all of that's going to fade, amen, for what's waiting in them for the church, amen, it's what's waiting on the bride, hallelujah, there won't be no lights, amen, that a glimmer like we're going to see, there won't be no transparent goal, amen, that you're going to experience in this life compared to what's laid up for us, all the sights and the creation of the world and the earth has got to offer us, I'm telling you, all of that's going to fade, in fact, it's going to fade so bad that God said it's going to be a new earth and a new heaven. Amen. I'm going to make it all brand new. Everything that the devil touched and everything it's sin touched. I'm going to clean it up. I'm going to wash it up. Amen. Guess what? We're going to get glorified bodies to go with it. We won't have to worry about being handicapped. We won't have to worry about being down and out. We won't have to worry about no devil either. Amen. Because he's going to be locked up. Amen. In everlasting darkness. Oh. And we got something waiting on us. Got something worth fighting for. Marching on and pressing toward a goal. Goal, promise. Amen. That's the reason Peter said to whom? You're the one that holds the words of eternal life. You're the door. Man, you're the one that's going to conquer death. You're the one that's going to take the keys of hell and the grave. Amen. Praise God. And the words of the Lord taught us. He said, because I've overcome the world. You and I can. So we can have that promise tonight. Regardless of how wicked and vile and uncertain the world that we're living in today. And all the things that may be coming and attacking us. Praise God. And Some of them can be from God. Judgment of God. Trying to wake us up. Trying to stir us up. Trying to get us to pray, trying to get us to call on his name and see his power move. Anybody been praying for your county? Anybody been praying for your state? I hope you have. You need to. Praise God. Amen. I was serious the other night about praying against that thing. There could be a notable difference. Amen. Some begin to realize and recognize. Well, they've noticed it showed up in some places and they begin to quarantine those places. But what if we prayed the prayer and God just kept it out of our county? Hmm. What if we just pray and God kept it out of Mississippi? You know what? We may come low on the totem pole in a lot of areas, but there's some areas, amen, I tell you what, we can come high on the totem pole. Amen. A lot of things affect a lot of people on the East Coast and the West Coast, but I tell you what, it didn't affect Mississippi a whole lot. Praise God. I'm glad we're not depending on a lot of things a lot of people, other people are depending on. Amen. But we're depending on the Lord to help us and minister to us. So why don't you pray? Help me pray right now that God would just help us. We're going to start with the 15th verse of Ephesians 1. Man, and try to do at least three verses. <laughs> Praise God with the help of the Lord here tonight. But I want you to leave here with some ingredients that, that Paul focused on in this letter, but not only in this letter, but other letters, but some very important ingredients, amen, to make us to overcomers that he's wanting us to be. Lord, we love you tonight and appreciate you. And we thank you for your goodness, and your grace, and your mercy. Thank you for the presence of the Lord that we feel in this house and your mindfulness of us. 
Do you look down off the circle of this earth into this service and into each heart, soul, and every individual that's made their way into this service tonight? You, as the Almighty, knew who would be here and how to reach us and how to touch us and how to minister to us. You help this old vessel of clay here tonight, God. You inspire and quicken our mind and help us speak the words that need to be spoken. Open the ears to hear it and the hearts of understanding. Help us, God, to uh, obtain the word of God. Help us to retain it into our hearts, our minds, and our spirit. Use it as a mighty weapon against the enemy, the enemy of our soul, the enemy of our inheritance. God, be such a sweet aroma and presence of the Lord that would be released upon this service, but not just on the service and not just in the house but upon the souls that have gathered here tonight upon the lives that are gathered here tonight God you'd hear us tonight you'd move in this house in a marvelous way all the praise and glory and honor be lifted to you as our Lord and Savior in Jesus name we pray Lord bless you and you may be seated let me say as you're being seated tonight it's good to see everybody in the house of the Lord appreciate you being here Miss Hazel it's good to see you God bless you Come and be in the house with us tonight. God bless you. Amen. Love to see the Lord minister and touch her. God's able and willing. We just reach out, cry, and believe. He'll move. He'll move. He can move here on this Wednesday night. But not only for her, but for all of us. To minister to us and to strengthen us. That's what this is all about. That's just what coming together. Coming to the house of God. Having a place to come and worship and Call on his name. I won't make it to that verse, but that last verse in this first chapter kind of kind of insinuates a little to that. Amen. Praise God. They're cooked up, plugged into something. It's powerful. It's exciting. Man, that's that sound. I'm glad to know that the word of God is sure. I'm glad to know that it'll work. It's tried and proven generation after generation. And the word of God's not going to fail this generation. The word of God's not going to fail this house of believers. Hallelujah. Praise God. If we're planted in the, in the soil of our heart and our minds and our spirit and keep it, protect it, walk by it, we're going to receive the benefits of it. Amen. There's some great benefits in the word of God. There's some great promises in the word of God. There's some great hope. It's written in this book that God wants alive and well in our lives and our daily walk. Amen. As we face the world that we're in, the powers and the spirits that we war against on a daily basis tonight. Praise God. I'm telling you, it's sifting time. It's shaking time. Hallelujah. The only thing I want to shake off is them lying spirits and lying devils. Them depressed people. Amen. I don't believe a thimble full of nothing. It's all depressed and down and out and can't have sleep. Well, praise God. Praise God. You got any Bible for it? Well, Daniel didn't have no problem sleeping. I'm not in a den of lions. <laughs> Amen. I might feel like it sometimes. Praise God. But, but, but thank God we're not tonight. Amen. He was literally a man in that situation, but he didn't have no problem sleeping. He had his own special electric blankets snuggled up around his feet and all up around his head. Man, you're talking about, praise God, you're talking about having a lion's coat on. <laughs> Amen. That old man's hair, that old big old lion just 
snuggled right up to him. Man, praise God. Everybody else was shaking and worried and threatening and worried. Didn't know what to do. Daniel probably slept the best in camp. Amen. As others may have been up praying, the king was up wringing his hands. I don't know what I'm going to do. My man's in trouble. Hallelujah. But guess what? If you know this God, you're never really in a trouble that God cannot deliver you out of. If you made up in your mind to walk with him, he's going to walk with you. Hey, I tell you what I need to get fret and worried is when I'm in a trouble that I made a mess of myself through disobedience. But if I've been obedient to his word and to his spirit, hey, I don't have nothing to be fear or afraid from about tonight. Come on. Woo! Hey, hey, hey. Shake that mess off of your spirit tonight. Man, man, man. Praise God. I tell you what Trump and them ought to do is call some prayer meetings. And call Pelosi to come help. She said she's praised. Well, I see it. We'd humble ourselves and pray. It'll make all the difference in the world. We quit trying to lean on our own understanding and talents and skills and ability. But call on a God that can do something about it. Make all the difference in the world. It's what I'm doing. It's what we ought to be doing. Things like this don't move you to pray. Then please tell me what's going to move you. How far you got to be? Where's it got? Where you got to be taken to? So you reach the place that hey, I need to pray. <laughs> but we need to pray. Need to pray. Need to pray for revival. Pray for people to get the Holy Ghost. People to get ready. I'm telling them when that coming at hardware store. Hey, God's just trying to shake us. God's trying to get us get serious about Him. God's just trying to get us serious about the Word of God. That's all He's doing. Hey, man, I, I want to do that. How about you? I'm going to start at the 15th verse here tonight. The remainder of this chapter is likened unto a prayer. The prayer of the Lord. It's actually two prayers in this particular epistle that Paul wrote unto the saints at Ephesus, but um, there's a lot, and we really focus, and we're going to focus on really the first three verses here, amen, for the things that uh, our apostle prayed for the Ephesian believers and others, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the other writings of other letters and what he focused on and uh, some things that will help us and it will even help us, man, in the world, the time that we're living tonight. Praise God. Uh, we need revelation. I'm not new revelation, not of doctrine revelation, but revelation from God of how to deal with things, how to handle situations, and, and just and to know Him, amen. And so we're going to see some things here tonight, if you'll just bear with us, for the help of the Lord, amen, and to... Uh, uh, to, for God to really speak unto us and help us. There's nothing more sure than the, the Word of God. There's nothing more unshakable, unmovable as the Word of God. It can be distorted. It can be lied about and uh, be twisted because of the God of this world. The Prince of the Air can do that if we allow Him. But if we're honest and sincere... Amen. God will reveal unto us and speak to us, but we got to hunger 
we got to thirst, amen, and uh, that shouldn't, that shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't have got, when we got the Holy Ghost, we shouldn't have came just satisfied and content with that, amen, and found a place of just comfort, amen, if anything, it ought to have been the launching pad of a journey of knowing Jesus Christ and the companionship of walking with him on a daily basis. I'm sure all of us would love to have a peek, amen, amen, of the walk of Jesus Christ upon this earth and his three and a half years of ministry with the disciples and love to have been a part of some of those conversations and events. But you know what? Tonight, you and I can know him as much, amen, and as well as they did by the writing of the word of God and then by the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God that Ernest, that's this verse just prior to this, amen, has talked about the deposit that God has made into each one of these earthen vessels here tonight. If you have His Spirit, He made a deposit in you, and that deposit is more than enough, amen, to finish the job and accomplish it. It will just take key to it, obey it, and take care of it, amen. I don't think it's just a one-time baptism, and you speak in times one time, and that's sufficient. Now, neither I'm one of these that's got to, you know, speak in tongues at a drop of a hat. And, well, you just put it where you want to. Praise God. I tell you what, here's what I want to practice as the Spirit of God gives me the utterance. That's how I want to do it. And if he moves on me, I want to speak. But if he doesn't, then I don't want to try to, you know, put to drum up something. Hallelujah. I just want God to be God. Amen. And you know what? He wants to be God. So as we watch some of this unfold tonight and... Uh, uh, I know I'm going to be going some different places and things of that nature, but with the help of the Lord, hopefully something can be said here tonight that will strengthen us, that will give us some uh, some food for the soul and thought and mind and to be more appreciative of one another. Hallelujah. If there's ever been a time we need to pray for our brothers and sisters and one another, we need to do it, to be thankful. He, he's going to address some of this in the, in the letters uh, in this writing here tonight. Wherefore, I also, now notice here, you know, was he simply saying, for this cause, amen, and after, or because, or after, after what? After I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus. I heard about you. Amen. I heard about your faith. Hallelujah. You know what? I want the people, when they talk about this church in this community, amen, and wherever those boundaries may be, that's where you and I go. Hallelujah. But they, they have heard about our faith. Hallelujah. That's what they'd hear about. That's what Paul heard about. Amen. He heard about the faith that the Ephesians had. Amen. Amen. When they, whenever he was responding and writing back unto them. Now, if you notice as it goes on there, I heard of your faith, amen, in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints. So I want to talk about two things right there. Faith and love. Amen. For all the saints. Not just some, but just part of them. But for all the saints. But notice when he talks about, I heard, amen, about your faith Amen. It's uh, most believed that Paul had done spent, you know, even though he was not the official one that started the church in Ephesus, but yet he played a strong hand and spent much time with them, instructing them, counseling with them, working with them. And now they believe it was somewhere between four or five years since he had actually, amen, been with them. But so he would use men like Timothy and Titus and others as messengers that he would send to certain areas and certain places to check on the saints of God to see 
what kind of condition they was in to see whether or not that they would still believe in the gospel or not. Amen. Still walking in the truth or not. Still holding on. Are you yet holding on? Is that what not the elder sister used to tell her grandson when he would go and see her at the nursing home? Amen. One of the first things she would question him, are you yet holding on? Hallelujah. I'm going to preach a message sometime. Amen. What are you holding on to? Hallelujah. Amen. Because it's going to make all the difference. Amen. Where the destination of your life is going to wind up. It's according to what you're holding on to. Hallelujah. You can hold on to the world or you can hold on to Jesus Christ. You can hold on to the pleasures of the world or you can hold on to the promises of the word. I tell you, I want to get a hold of this and let it get a hold of me. I want to have a hold of something, amen, that can hold me. I don't want to be the one that's doing all the holding. I want to get hold of something, amen, that can hold me, amen, in the seeking times, in the storm times, in the uncertain times. I tell you, if you get a hold of it, it'll get a hold of you. So as you look at this, uh, and, and we begin to see what he begins to talk about. I'm going to go to some other places. It wasn't the first time. So I took that as I begin to run references on that first scripture. The 15th verse of this first scripture tonight. Uh, amen. Uh, it began to dawn on me. And I began to realize how important these couple of ingredients was to the Apostle Paul. And his writings to a different one and different saints at different times. Some of these writings to individuals. Some of these writings to particular churches. Some of this particular letter that was going to be actually to all of Asia. And all the known churches at that time and place. So it was going to be circulated among many believers and uh, whole households of churches. Uh, many at this time, amen, they still didn't have like we have the, the privilege of coming here tonight. Uh, a lot of times they, they gathered in houses or places of that nature. And so even in some local places, they said Ephesus, the very city of Ephesus, runs somewhere around 250,000 at this particular time. And so there could have possibly been, you know, two or three churches even in that particular city or at least places of gathering at someone's home. Amen. That's the reason it worked a lot of time with elders and bishops and things of that nature that help oversee because a congregation just wouldn't congregate in one place. Amen. But maybe two or three different places and their way of traveling and things of that nature wouldn't as convenient it is, is today. So they would have to put more into it, take more time to do it. Amen. And things of that nature. But they were still always concerned and mindful of the spiritual condition. Amen. And you know what? That's what you and I I need to be concerned about the spiritual condition, amen, of the church, of our community, of our surroundings, of our family. God, what do we look like in your eyes? And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, I'm, that's in a good way. There's nothing wrong with examining yourself. There's nothing wrong with backing up every once in a while, looking in the mirror, look in the mirror of the Word of God and say, how am I measuring up? What does it look like? Amen. God has talked to me. Speak to my mind and heart because I want to know where I'm at. And so he was concerned about them. And, and I, I preached here the other night about comfort. And there was times, amen, when these messengers such as Timothy and him that come back from different believers and saints of God. It would bring great comfort to the apostle Paul, amen, if hearing, amen, of their faith, hearing of the actions and of their faith, amen, of Jesus Christ and what was transpiring and what was taking place. It's not a night or a time, amen, to fall away. And I know that's a spirit we're going to have to fight in this end time. But I'm here to tell you it's not a time, amen, to fall away. It's 
not a time to be lured by the things of the world. It's a time, amen, to get anchored in and settled in and completely sold out. I'm going to be faithful to the house of God and to the work of God and to the kingdom of God. It's not just about this local assembly, but let me tell you something. This ought to be the most important place in your life. If this is your home church, if this is your local assembly, this ought to be the heartbeat of who you are. This ought to bear in your spirit more than anything else. Because the condition and the spiritual condition of this church, uh, amen, will either influence you one way or the other. It's going to affect you. And so he's concerned. He, he's concerned about the condition. But watch this, Colossians 1 and 3. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. And I'm going to address that a little bit later here. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. Where's your faith at? Brother Ford done kind of, you know, gave us a little already beginning of this lesson. You know, where's our faith going to be at? Our all is in Him. Our completeness is in Him. Our confidence has got to be in Him. You know, we, 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 it takes money, amen, but there could be a day that we may not have none. could be an hour that we don't have that to lean on. It could be, you know, we, we thank God for doctors and medications and things of that nature, but uh, what if they don't work? What if they can't find the answer? What are you going to do? Who are you going to trust? Who are you going to lean on? Who are you going to put your faith in? And so uh, time after time, amen, I heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which he had to all the saints. These things work hand in hand. Faith and love works together. Philemon 4 and 5, I think my God making mention of thee always in my prayers. Amen. I, you're going to find that Paul addressed many. Amen. I'm making mention of you in my prayers. I'm praying for you on a daily basis. Hallelujah. I pray for our local assemblies. I pray for our neighboring pastors. I pray they'd have revival as much as we have revival. I pray the power of God, the love of God, the grace of God. I lift up those pastors and I ask God to keep them and protect them and work on their behalf. If they're getting discouraged, God, give them a visitation. Do something to move upon their hearts and move upon their spirit. Amen. Because it's important that they survive. It's important that they have revival. It's important, amen, that they're made overcomers. Hallelujah. Because it has a triple effect sometimes, a domino effect. Hallelujah. If not, if on preachers, it have it on saints of God. Hallelujah. When you see so hearing about people falling away and people backsliding. Nobody backslides by themselves. Churches don't backslide by themselves. It's going to affect others in one form or another. And so you and I, the best thing we can do is what Paul is instructing and leaving us an example of right here in these letter after letter. Amen. I've made mention of you in prayer. I've been lifting you up. I've been praying for you. That God's hand would be with you. God's glory. I don't know what all. It don't go into no great detail. It'll take you forever to write it all. We can be assured that he took the time to write. Let us know. Amen. I've heard people say, you know, well, I pray about 15 minutes. about all I got to pray for. I, I can give you a list. But 15 minutes will get you just started. You can't call up Olam's name in 15 minutes. <laughs> Praise God. Galatians 5 and 6. For Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision. That's what the discussion was about, amen, because he's already dealing with them falling away, dealing with them going back to the law, keeping things of that nature. And, and so, but watch what he says here. But faith which worketh by love. Faith which worketh 
by love. Oh, God, help us have a genuine love for one another and appreciation of one another in the church. Amen. For our brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. I done looked around tonight and see that several's out and done, done mention their name before the throne room. And in amongst all the worship and things that's going on, call for God's grace and mercy to touch them and be with them and help them. If they're in some harm way, that God would come to the rescue if, if they're wanting to backside. And I know some people's going to backside. I don't care what you do. They did it with Jesus Christ. They done it with Paul. They're going to do it with us. But hallelujah, I don't want it to be written down in the record books that we didn't pray for them. And we didn't try to reach them. And we didn't try to stand in the way. I pray God don't let them enjoy the world. I say pray God make them sick of it. I pray amen. They go find no satisfaction, no contentment in it. Hallelujah. Every time they can't enjoy it, they out like a fish out of water. Oh, you ought to pray that way. Oh, yes, I should. Eternity's a long time. And hell's real. Eternity, the punishment's real. And heaven's real. Yes, we ought to pray. There's one thing that's wrong with this country today. She's so comfort-minded. No pain, no struggles. We want a painless life. We want a struggle-free life. <laughs> I got to struggle with it. Give me something that I can deal with it. I didn't mean to get on that. but That's where we're at. That's what we're dealing with. But faith which worketh by faith. 1 Thessalonians 1, 2 and 3. Notice the beginning of a lot of these letters. The epistles that he's writing to different believers. Again, remember... They didn't, it wouldn't, you know, they didn't have computers and things of this way to circulate these letters and tell others. And so they had to depend on the, the writings of the Apostle Paul and others. Amen. And, and a lot of these times, uh, I didn't mention last week, amen, the letters, the letter that we're talking about tonight. Amen. It was out of a Roman prison that he's writing this letter. Concerned about others and their conditions and situations. Wanting to know about them. And here he is in prison. For preaching the gospel. <laughs> amen. For preaching the truth. He's in this Roman jail. Hallelujah. But uh, amen. He didn't, he didn't let that bind him up. He didn't let him let that get him a bad attitude. He didn't let that, amen, get mad at God. Hallelujah. You, can't, you, can, you, can, you can throw me in prison, but you can't bind up the word, buddy. That's why. You can't stop us from praising. You can't stop us from praying. You can't stop the move of God. I still believe my, my prayers out of this jailhouse can have an effect and move the God of heaven, amen, in, in harms and lives and dilemmas and situations. That's the reason some people, amen, find themselves in physical conditions that's unable possibly to do certain things, but they make up in their minds and purpose in their heart and their spirit. But you know what? I can do something for the Lord. I remember a story. This has been years and years ago. Amen. It was actually uh, the first time and only time I went to Because of Times. And um, there, there, that uh, Brother Mangum got up, Brother Anthony Mangum, and he, he done the first, the first service. He, he preaches for about 20, 25 minutes or so. And he likened unto it a young man of his assembly. This young man had had an accident. And he was, he was, uh, he was actually paralyzed from the neck down. And, and so after that happened to him, and now he's got all this time on his hand, laying up in the bed. He, he, he got with his pastor and he said, uh, you think I could teach a Bible study? 
He said, yeah, if you want to. He said, I'll get you one. So sure enough, he gets him one of them charts, one of them Bible studies. And he sets it, one of them sets it up in his bed, and he starts studying it and rehearsing it. And, and, and he, takes, he takes a stick and puts it in his mouth, and that's what he turns the pages with. <laughs> Laying up in that bed, studying that Bible study. He began to name the individuals that this young man had won to the Lord and that was a part of that service with us that day because he didn't let that that pitfall in life amen rob him of doing something for God amen he turned it in the devil's face hallelujah and even though God didn't raise him up and God didn't heal his body amen he didn't stop him from winning souls and laying and storing up some things in the heaven because you know what in the heavens I'm going to get a glorified body in the heavens amen I won't have to worry about turning it with a stick. But neither will I be running by myself. There'll be a this one or that one. Amen. It's going to be running the laps. Amen. In heaven and dancing and worshiping this almighty God. Hey, I'm telling you it's a time, amen, that we just need to gird up. We need to just make up in our minds and hearts and spirit. We got to be a witness for Jesus Christ. We got to, amen, if they're going to hear anything about the first Jesus name church of Benda, I want them to hear about our faith, not our grumbling. Not our disputes, not our down and outs, but oh, what a faith they got. Looks like the world's being turned upside down, but they're holding on. They're believing God. They're worshiping him. They're showing up anyway. What you going to do? And they call us and say, hey, y'all don't have church now. They, they close in more and more places. Can't gather up. <laughs> We're going to have church. <laughs> We're just going to have church. Going to trust God. Going to believe in the Lord. Faith. He talks about faith. We are bound to thank God always for you. God help us to be more thankful for my brothers and sisters. He's simply writing them to the Thessalonian believers. <laughs> we always thank God for you. For the report I hear, for the faithfulness. It's in your churches. It's what's transpiring, what's going on. Paul's writing to them and letting them know. He said, I don't even have to be there to rejoice with you. To be uplifted by you. Praise God. Huh. That's the reason when sometimes we're not here. My prayers is, man, I hope they have church. Maybe four or five will get the Holy Ghost. Somebody will be healed. Because it's not about me. It's about Jesus. And surely the rest of us ought to feel that way. Now that don't give an excuse that we have good church if you don't show up for you to miss the next service. That ought to be an encouragement. Hey, I'm going to be there the next time. 
I'm going to join him with him. In fact, it's going to get a little better. Don't let that spirit say, I, I ought to just stay home. See, they have better church and I don't show up. That'll watch that spirit. That'll listen. Better wake up. It could, you ought to have been saying, you know what? It would been better if I'd have been there. I mean, I have but one stick of wood. But everybody brings a stick. Everybody brings a load. Everybody brings the part. Everybody joined together. And more that's joining, the power of it comes. More gifts, more operation. More people to pray for and more people to pray with us. <laughs> it just gets better. Amen. That's what he talked about, a quiver of man. <laughs> Somebody a quiver wasn't too big. <laughs> that didn't go over too good. I'm going to leave that in a long time. <laughs> I felt a few stumps right there. <laughs> Woo, praise God. Mm. <laughs> because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth. I love for one another. It increased. That's what he writes about them. Can I ask us a question tonight without anybody? You know, I didn't come to condemn nobody. But can we say tonight, because watch this. Because the task is, amen, I don't have a problem to love them until I get to know them. And then we, we jump on that little horse that says, well, I don't really have to like them. I love them, but I just don't like them. Can't hardly tolerate them. Can't hardly be around them. In fact, I'll avoid their handshake if it's possible. Notice what he writes about this church. It increased after they got the Holy Ghost. After they congregated. After some years had passed by. Paul's bragging on their charity, how it had abounded. It had, had grew so much, it was notable. It was, man, they took notice to that. That's what I want the community to say about this church. If you go down there, they'll love you. They'll care about you. They'll, 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 they'll bring you in. They, they want you to be a part of it. Praise God. That's a family church, that's right. You're right. We're brothers and sisters one another. We're family church. We got one father. We're the mother. Amen. And we want to have children. And we want to be a part of the family. We want to be a part of the inheritance because there's something laid up for us. You even wrote to Timothy. And here's, here's another one that kind of ties in with it. And I'm going to touch this and move on. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. The grace and the faith and the mercy and the power of the Lord. Hey, I'm telling you, folks, it's nothing like the love of God and the touch of the Holy Ghost and the moving of Jesus Christ. We No greater love than this. What? The love of God. The Holy Ghost shed abroad by the Holy Ghost. There's not a more loving people on the face of the earth than you and I. We love them when nobody else will love them. We'll reach out to them when nobody else will reach out to them. We'll show them compassion when everybody else has done give up. 
Because there's something on the inside of us. There's one that we can point them to. There's someone we got faith in tonight. Amen. That can change their lives and change their hearts and do a work for them. When the rest of the world says, hey, I'm going to wash my hands of it. I'm done. Amen. There's something inside of us that says, oh, no. We've got to keep praying. God's going to make a way. God's going to work. God's got to, we've got to show him love. We've got to show him that compassion. He goes from that again back to Thessalonians 4 9. But as touching brotherly love, ye need not that I write unto you, for ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. He says, hey, there's really no need. I don't even have to write to you about this. God's done showed you this love. That God's done put that love in us. It's nothing like the love of God that rises with us. And so we're seeing in the writings, amen, that's left here, even to Ephesus and to the believers. And, and the point that's really being made, Romans 12 and 10 talks about, be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love, and honoring, preferring one another, lifting one another up encouraging one another and doing what we can to help one another Galatians 6 and 10 says and as we have therefore opportunity let us do good unto all men especially unto them who are what of the household of faith when opportunity comes and the resources are in our hands and the opportunities there let's do them good let's lift them up let's encourage them let's bless them in some form in some fashion amen that they encourage them to march on and to press on Peter John in with us. Amen. He says, seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit which is capitalized unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. With a pure heart fervently. Let's love one another. Let's care about one another. Let's, let's get a little, little check on our tongue sometime when we're subject to say something about somebody. Hallelujah. Especially when he's a brother or sister of faith. Hallelujah. A little check would get hold of say you know what I'm not going to say that I'm not going to give that look I'm not going to make that statement that's a part of the body and I'm not going to bite and devour the body I'm going to do anything I'm going to pray for them I'm going to lift them up before God to help them Lord, if you'll help me, I want to gird up by him. I want to join up by him. I want to, I want to lift him up. I want to let him know that, hey, you're loved. You appreciate it. In every letter that Paul's writings unto the saints of God, he rehearses this over and over and over. Love of the master, love of the king, love of the almighty. Showing compassion and love and care. Again, the second writings of the apostle Peter. According to his divine power hath he given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us unto the glory and virtue whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of that divine nature. Understand what we've done. And, and I'm going to talk about it. Just it's, When I get back to some of this, we're getting there. The knowledge, a divine nature, that's what the baptism of the Holy Ghost is about. We've received something now, a divine nature that's in us, that works for us. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, we've escaped that. By His grace, by His mercy. Such were some of us. Paul said such were some of you but us 
us. Beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to your virtue, knowledge and to knowledge, temperance and to temperance, patience and to patience, godliness and to, brother, to godliness, brotherly kindness. Brotherly kindness. And to brother kindness, watching, charity. It's on top of that. <laughs> this process, why? Why is all of this so important? Why are these ingredients so important for the church tonight? Why is it so important that we bear them and, and they operate through us? Watch what Peter says. For if these things be in you and abound, that means I got to work on them. They're going to abound. They're going to grow. You know, I'm never going to reach a place, a maturity, a place, amen, that, uh, that you know, I've arrived at. No, I'm going to have to work on that. It's something I'm going to, if it's going to abound, I got to keep working on it. Got to keep it. They might, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. We'll forget where we was brought from. We'll forget what we was delivered out of. That's reading it pays as Paul writes about these ingredients tonight. I know it's a little slow, but just hang with me. It won't be much longer. But please pay attention to these three verses of Ephesus, of Ephesians here tonight, and some ingredients. Because I'm telling you, they're under attack. There's way too many, and I use this term loosely tonight, Christians, as a blanket covering all denominations, all people. They cause themselves that. But a lot of times, the picture that the world sees out there is people that cause themselves but doesn't live any different than they live. Don't talk any different than they talk. Don't act any different than they act. Go to the same places they go. Caught up in the same things they're caught up in. And so we see some, some ingredients here that can really turn our world upside down. As they watch them flow through us. Faith, charity, and the last I haven't got to it is hope. Hope. See, the devil realizes if I can rob you of your charity, of your love, amen, and of your faith, you will lose your hope. You'll lose your hope. 16th verse, same chapter, Ephesus. Cease not to give thanks. For you making mention of you in my prayers. A lot of scriptures I then brought to you keep from going back and forth. He's, he's, he wrote this into so many believers and so many of the saints of God. Amen. We are bound to give thanks always for you. To be thankful for our brothers, to be thankful for our sisters. Amen. For the families and individuals that God's allowed to be a part of us and our church. I thought about, amen, even a certain family here tonight, and I won't mention names, but 
far as they know, unless something changed, they'll get the opportunity to spend some time with children and off and on and others, but only a short period of time. But I'm praying, God, in that period of time that a seed can be planted, that something, could it be that the reason they was allowed to come our way, that we can deal with their minds and hearts and spirit and put some things in them, that in the future they can make the right choices and the right decisions. Don't ever underestimate what God, when we give ourselves to God in prayer, when we open ourselves up, and sometimes it becomes a great challenge. But I'm telling you, with God's help, amen, we can make a difference for somebody's life. Because there's some people dealing with some things that the only one that's going to help them is the one called Jesus Christ. The only one that can really help them is experience the true love of God. It's not a pretend. It's not a put on. It's not man made. It's from God. When they see, see that type of love and compassion and working toward in their hearts and minds and spirits, hallelujah, who knows down the road that God will bring it back to their attention. Amen. In that moment of time when they're going to need it the most, he brings it back to their attention about a little, little Jesus named church on Highway 57. Hallelujah. That I experienced something but not only there but in a home. Oh, they carried us to church on a regular basis and we enjoyed it. Amen. We had good times and it brings it back to their mind and heart. Amen. Because of a love that somebody showed unto them to people they didn't even know. That's the reason the scriptures warned us about entertaining strangers. If you just don't know who it might be. It could be an angel. Or it could be an opportunity for somebody is at the very point of giving up on everything. And God brought them our way. When I say our way, that sometimes can be an extension of this church as an individual. But because we're praying for one another, loving one another, caring for one another, it carries the weight. It carries the power. It carries the anointing and, and right down to one individual. Especially that moment in time. Could that be the reason why Paul was so concerned as he wrote, writes these letters to different saints of God all through his ministry and walk? He knew and understood, amen, the importance of that taking place. 17th verse says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may, now, now this is a prayer. This is his prayer for the saints as he gives thanks as he's right to them how he prays for them. Uh, what he wants to see, the results of these local assemblies, the outcome of these local assemblies. This is the, this is the verse. Let's pay attention to this one. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom. And revelation and of the knowledge of Kim. I want to address all three of those for just a moment. Why is it important to have the spirit of wisdom? The wisdom that he's talking about here is not an earthly wisdom. It's a heavenly wisdom. It works different. works in a different form and power. I know we can talk about the gift of wisdom. as written Corinth to the Corinth church. Man, that gift that would move at times of wisdom and sometimes the overlapping of the gift of wisdom and knowledge, it works hand in hand. Man, but here, 
I believe it's a different type of wisdom that he's talking about. Because each individual to have this spirit of wisdom of how to conduct himself, how to handle himself, how to deal with issues and situations. A man of life and the things that may come our way and the individuals that we come in contact with. I believe that a man that God really wants to help us here. I can go back and I'm just going to briefly touch these. I really don't know what time it is. But but Genesis 41 and 38 talks about an episode of Joseph's life. Amen. When Pharaoh found him after having a couple of dreams. A man so disturbed that he couldn't sleep and concerned. He called the magicians. He called those that he could have had him, helped him in prior times. But couldn't help him cure. So the, the, the butler, a man remembered after forgetting about Joseph for two years. Remembered about a little Hebrew guy. A man that interpret dreams for him. And brought him on to this, uh, the the uh, onto the scene, and so Joseph was able. And I'm not going into the dreams or interpreting them for you tonight, but let me read one verse into your hearing to prove the point. Amen. The importance, amen, of the spirit of wisdom that comes from God. Because I'm telling you, the world that we're living in, the hour that we're living, without the spirit of wisdom from God, how to respond and handle situations, it could cause us to shipwreck. It could cause us to cause others to shipwreck. So here's how he put it. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, because a question came after the interpretations of what to do and how to handle the situation, preparing for the next seven years, for the following seven years of famine. He said, but watch what he says about him, talking about Joseph. Can we find such a one as this is? A man who the Spirit of God is. Have you ever wondered sometimes why some people that's so strange and odd makes their way into your life? Where'd that weirdo come from? Who was attracted to Jesus? Who was drawn to him? Should the church be any less? Let them come. But here's where we're going to need the spirit of wisdom. And also the knowledge of Jesus Christ and what he can do to deliver them. And have the charity or the love that we could tolerate and love them until they're able to get anchored and settled and grounded. Now, if they're not, don't worry. God has a way. He can take care of it. He doesn't need all of us to run them off. Because <laughs> they're not dressing like you think they ought to dress. Talk the way you think they ought to talk. Best thing we can do is pray. Say, God, help me. Help me have some wisdom. There's a kind word or an encouraging word of words of instructions or somehow, amen, to plant a seed, somehow to, to help them along. See, I believe the real task is winning them. I know I've told you this before. You know, anybody can fire people if you hold a position. But it takes good leadership to take the people that's nobodies and sorry and no good and make something out of them. 
that changes their idea and opinion of life and how to live. That don't want the attitude that I want to, you know, I'm just not on for a free ride. But finally realize and looks around and says, you know what? Hey, we're building something here. I want to get involved. I want to see how this thing works. I want to see the glory cloud move. I want to see this just kind of presence of God move. I don't want to just read about it. I want to experience it. I want to see people get the Holy Ghost. And I'm talking about, I'm talking about when they get the Holy Ghost, we get it with them. <laughs> Woo, I'm talking about, I'm ready to see some miracles. That's notable miracles. It's not just a headache and thank God for every headache he heals. Not just a backache, and I thank God for every backache he heals. Hallelujah, I thank God for every blessing he pours out on us. But even God, amen, is not intimidated, amen, or not to give us notable miracles. In fact, the first miracle he ever gave to the church, everybody knew he gave it. These are some ingredients that we're going to have to have that's going to be abiding and operating among us with these things in the body. In the body. Now watch this. Watch this. Ephesus and Colossians was written basically about the same time out of the same prison. Ephesus was written into the body. Colossians was written about the head. Well, Paul, man, he knew the visions and dreams and things that took place and happened. I got to get through here. I could take you to Daniel, amen, we done mentioned him, but I could take you, amen, to the time, the writing of the wall. And to whom is the spirit of the holy God talking about Daniel, brought him in. They, they, you know, even he was, you know, kind of been shoved to this back and side after a new king came over. Amen. He was kind of out of the picture. Amen. But God's got a way of bringing his men back into the picture. God's got a way, amen, of bringing them back to the forefront. Amen. Because people sometimes get in trouble. They need. i tell you what the White House needs. It needs a one God-believing person. That's what they need. i tell you what the president needs. He needs around that table. He needs them a good two or three apples apostolic preachers has got some insight and some revelations and some things. If they want to overcome some of this stuff, they need to be calling on some one God people. And they can say what they want to about that. But I'm telling you, the Bible proves it time and after time after time. In the Old Testament, it was one God, Hebrew boys, that was brought on the scene, amen, that kept the world from becoming so totally destroyed, amen. It was God that was making a way. You know what? He hasn't changed his mind. Through Jesus Christ, hallelujah, we're made overcomers and victorious. That's the reason it's so important. And the knowledge of Jesus Christ, the revelation of who he is and what he'll do for us and work on. So these are the ingredients. You gotta have faith in him, you gotta have charity in him, you gotta have hope in him. Amen. All of this works together in none other but Jesus Christ. That's the reason Brother Ford started the service tonight. My all is in him. He supplies my every need. When you see these just run out. When they tell you, hey, sorry, pink slip. I don't know when you're going to get to come back. I'm painting it a lot worse. Here's what we need to be praying. God, we need you. We need your, we need your mercy. We need your grace. We need your mighty hand. Now watch this. Now I'm not going to agree with this part, but that's okay. One side wants to just sweep it on the rug. One side wants to blow it out. I'm not giving no remedy anyway. 
First of all, I'm praying for those that's already lost their lives that God would comfort them. I'm praying for that God would heal those that's sick and diagnosed with them. I'm praying God protect the rest of us. <laughs> I'm about through. Take you to the first order of the Bible of Acts 6 and 10 makes this statement about him. I'm still talking about the, the wisdom. They were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake. His actions, his conduct, his response. He even to the point, forgive them Lord, for they know not what they're doing as they bash his head in. Colossians 1. Again, Paul's writings again latter part of that ninth verse be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding well if there's ever been a time a generation that needs to have a spiritual understanding i'm telling you the demonical and spiritual world has been turned loose upon america today it has made its inroads through technology and all these other means and ways. That's the reason there's so much chaos. That's the reason there's so much trouble. Amen. Disunity and unsatisfied and dissatisfaction and all the other things that's going on. Nobody's hardly happy anymore if you listen to the world out there. All these things. But thank God. Amen. We find satisfaction in the house of God. We find joy in the house of God. We find peace in the house of God. We could walk from one, one walk of life to the other. Amen. But when we get here, we're all as one. Hey man, it doesn't matter who we come from. It doesn't matter what our last names are. It doesn't matter what level of education we're at. It doesn't matter where we're at, amen, in the financial world. It doesn't matter what positions, amen, but when we walk in here, we're all saints of God. That's really what it's all about. Lord bless you. You can stand. I'd love to get to that 18th verse. Feeling I was past my time. That your eyes of understanding would be enlightened. Go back and read these verses. Study them a little bit. Listen to what Paul is telling the saints at Ephesus that kiss prayer over them. Revelation. Knowledge. Understanding, faith, love. These are the types of ingredients that abounds and grows in a body of believers. You can't stop them. You won't stop that church. The devil can't stop it. The community can't stop it. Neither can our times stop it. It's going to grow. It's going to abound. <laughs> Lord bless you tonight. Maybe something was said to encourage you, help you. Got any announcements? All right. I'm just going to let you go. Let you be dismissed and fear the Lord. God bless you.